and the preacher show up, hey man, we'll get we'll both get a blessing. And I appreciate you letting us come. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being receptive. Thank you for the smiles on your faces. You've got a beautiful bunch of people here. Hey man, glory to God. Well, most of you. No. <laughs> I seen a little bald-headed boy today, and I said, boy, ain't that little bald-headed cute? I said, and I looked around and said, but it don't work on everybody. (laughs) Amen. See? Amen. Glory to God. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, If you'll turn in your Bibles, and I'm going to read one one verse in Hebrews, and then we're going to go over into into, uh, and talk a little bit about Elijah. Amen. I know he's sitting on the front pew. Amen. Amen. It might be for him. I don't know. But you sung about it. You started about the journey today. I heard it in the songs. You sung about being weary and being, and hanging on, not hanging on and hanging out. Amen. We don't hang on. He hangs on to us. Amen. But we got to be patient and wait. We sung about it tonight and, and you started singing about it and I knew that God, hey, glory to God. I knew that God was in the midst. And I, I felt like God had, had, had give us the right message in the right place. You always look for something. Amen. To know you're in the right place. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 19th verse, I'm going to read this. I'm going to turn to the back of the chapter. Now, now we, there's a lot here, and we may come back and read more of it if, if time permits. But I, and again, I don't want to wear you out. But he said in the 19th verse, he said, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And that's, uh, glory to God, we can have boldness. But there was a man named Elijah... Back in the first Kings 19, and you know the story, and most of you, if you're Bible students and you read your Bible, you know where I'm going. Elijah had a journey to do, and and he he uh, um, he he had just uh, he had just been threatened. He had just uh, slaughtered the, the pretty much uh, wiped out the prophets of Baal and. Amen. And Jezebel told told you send a word to him. Amen. You ever you ever had a you ever known anybody whose wife runs the house? Man, I'm not saying I'm not runs the rules the roost. I'm not talking about runs the house. A woman ought to have some say in her own house. Amen. But glory to God. Uh, glory. I'm getting too much trouble here. But I'm gonna tell you what. They Ahab had a real his wife in. He'd have been a whole lot better off. Amen. Boy, sent him down the wrong roads and sent the country into the... Hey, man, the, the whole country paid for that, for that woman and what she did. He'd just been threatened by, by Jezebel. Uh, said, I'll, uh, he said in the second verse there, uh, after, uh, well, I'm just going to read this. And Ahab, in the 19th chapter of 1 Kings, he said, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with, the, with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Amen. Uh, if, I, if, if he knew I, uh, uh, Jezebel, he, he probably ought not to have said nothing to her. He should have just been about ruling the kingdom and setting things straight in the kingdom because he just seen the power of God in a way that the kingdom hadn't seen in a long, long time. But instead he goes back and this is just a side thought. He goes back and starts talking. And we need to be walking. Amen. We need to make a difference. He should have been making a difference. He said, Then Jezebel sent messengers to Elijah saying, uh, So let the gods do to me and more also if I make not thy life as the life of one of them tomorrow about this time. And, and when he saw that he arose and went forth and went for his life and came to Beersheba, 
when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. And said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he took, and behold, there was a cake. I'm sorry, and he looked, and behold, there was a cake, baked on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And when he did eat and drink and and laid him again down, uh, down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your precious hope. Thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary for our sin. Help us, Lord, tonight that we might uh, get, just glean uh, some, some uh, goodness out of your word and, and somebody's life and heart be touched. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit tonight, uh, in, in opening the service, in the, the message there, uh, talking about, uh, uh, coming before Him boldly. Amen. But sometimes we're so beat down by the world, we don't know uh, who we are. There's times, uh, when I give it, I talk, told, told my wife and told others and told them messages. There's times in my life when I barely know who I am and the only thing that I know and I can count on is the fact that God has forgiven me for my sins. And what a blessing it is to know that you're forgiven for your sins. What a blessing it is to know that you have a Savior on high. And what a blessing it is to know that you can go before that throne of grace boldly. Amen. Because of the blood of Jesus. But here is a time in Elijah's life and, 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 uh, and, and he, he, he had been running a, a fear of his life and, 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 uh, and I believe sometimes that, 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 uh, that God puts us, I know God puts us on these journeys and, and, and it, for a reason to teach us. He's got a reason for it. And I don't fault Elijah any, any here. I don't see any fault in Elijah for what he's done. I'm not going to preach any fault in Elijah for anything, being afraid, being running, or anything else. I just want you to know that, amen, sometimes there's a time to get away from everybody and get with God. And sometimes it's a journey, amen, and it's a journey you'll have to take. But I'm going to tell you something in the parts of this journey. We looked here in that, uh, in that seventh verse. He said, he said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. I'm going to tell you what. I want to talk just a little bit about the greatness of the journey. Amen. Of course, it is a tire. Sometimes it is a, it was a tiring journey. It was a long journey. If you look, it's 40 days and 40 nights. We'll cover that in just a moment. Uh, but it was, it was not that arduous journey. It was a, it was something that, that, that was hard. It was going to be hard. But amen, there's more to the greatness uh, of this journey we're on. Amen, Elijah, there's more to this journey than just tiring. There's a greatness that, amen, we can, none of us, none of us face without God. It's going to take the power of God. He says, he, he, we know he's talking about here where uh, the, he, he had fed the flesh. He had, he had, they had given him substance to, to get his strength up in his body and get his substance. Uh, uh, he needed, uh, uh, he need, but we, hey man, we need that. 
We need rest sometimes. God put him under a juniper tree to get some rest. Hey man, there was things going through Elijah's head. He had given up on life though. Hey man, there's times that you don't, if you're a preacher, if you're a man of God, you know, there's times that, so I've gotten to the point to where I've given up on life. Sometimes we're just grievous of life. Hey man, I'd rather be on the other side. Hey man, glory to God, are you knowing what I'm talking about? Has there ever been a time in your life when you'd just rather be on the other side? Times I'd rather be on the other side. That's not why. That's not what God's will yet. Or I'd be on the other side. Amen. The journey is too great for thee. You're going to hear that over and over. The journey's not going to, it's, it's more than we can handle. I mean, the journey is much more than we understand in its greatness. Amen. It's bigger than I can get my arms around. Amen. Amen. And sometimes it's bigger than I can get my heart around. Yes. Amen. Yes. There's lost souls out there. You're all, well on, all on this journey. If you're saved, you're on the journey. Right. And I know there's a lot that can be preached out of this scripture, but we're going to talk about the greatness of the journey. It's more than I can lift. It's more than I can bear. It's more than I can lift up all. and more than I can carry. Amen. I'm going to need something for this journey. It's more responsibility than I could have ever could imagine. I remember the first time that the, that the preacher said, Rick's going to preach on Wednesday night. Y'all come, make sure you're here. I thought I would die. I said, if I can get, just live, if I can just live past Wednesday night, I'll be okay. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. If I can take five minutes in preaching and get done, I can. But it was more than that. Amen. Because I am big mouth long went some time from the mountain. More than I can understand what responsibility was the souls of men and the edification of the saints. There's nothing more. There's nothing more I would want to do than to give you just a little crumb. Just maybe if that's all you get, just a little crumb. Hope you get more than that, but just a little crumb. Of something you can carry through the week that'll strengthen you and uplift you. That maybe through your life that someone some lost soul will be touched and you can and, and, and come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior because Amen, they're going to hell. I'm going to talk about one city. I was in, in New York City a few weeks back and we'd done a little work project up there and we were out into the boroughs of New York City and there's two, two more there real close that aren't really a part of New York. But in those boroughs in and around New York City, there's 12 million people. They look like bugs. Hey man, if you were to see them, it just, it just looked like they're, I don't know, I can't explain it, but they're in and out. There's so many people, there's so many people, but I will tell you, in 50 years, and I'm not a statistical preacher, I don't preach on the statistics. My God's bigger than statistics. He can do miraculous things, but glory to God, the statistics hold true. In 50 years, most of those people will be screaming and dying and dying, go to hell and be screaming in hell. That breaks my heart to see that many people. You'll see that many people around Grant Falls. You see a few more in Asheville. I'll tell you what I think about Asheville, but it's not really, might not be the place. But it's a hard place to be right now. Amen. It's a hard place to live. It's getting bigger and bigger. But amen, this, this journey gets bigger and bigger. And, but you know what? God gets bigger and bigger. Amen.
the direction of this journey has to lead us where? Let's look. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of, of the meat for 40 days and 40 nights unto Mount Horeb. The Mount of God. Unto Horeb, the Mount of God. Hey man, this journey's leading him to God. Don't tell me it was out of God's will. Because this journey was so great. Hey man, and he, he was, he thought he was the only prophet. And we learned later on, he was said, Oh no, I've got 7,000 more, amen, that, that, that can help you, that, that they'll be there. You just be patient. We see that on over in the end of this chapter. The direction's going to lead us toward God and His will. We've got a direction to follow. There's always a direction to follow. You have a man of God that preaches the gospel. You need to be following him as he follows God. That's a direction this church has to follow to be in God's will. Amen. Glory to God. That's him. That's the way God made it. But he's a, but there's a direction for us to follow in our lives. You remember over there before Joshua went across the river. And I love this scripture. I love this story where Joshua was fixing to cross into Canaan land. Amen. And he said, let the Ark of the Covenant go before you and you see it. He said, you back up just a minute. He said, you back up off of it just a ways. He said, don't get real close. He said, there's going to come and go before you because you've never been this way before. This is a journey like you've never been on before. I've been on some long trips and I felt like I've been on some long journeys in my life, but this is a journey like you've never been on before. God has a journey for us. He said, you back up so you can keep your eye on the Ark of the Covenant. He said in the priest, he said, you keep your eye on the Ark of the Covenant, in that Ark of the Covenant. He said, for one thing, it possesses your protection. Another thing is, it's the presence of God. And we need, it's the power of God. And, and the provisions of God are inside it. The, the manna and the shoulder. Amen. The rod of Aaron. The power of God. The promises of God. That's what we follow when we see that is the Word of God. Amen. We follow the Word and we follow His Word. This is His power. This is the power of God. The presence of God. Amen. And God, and, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Who's He talking about? He's talking about myself. Yeah, I always share this with just about every time I stand. We're talking about God. We're talking about the Son of God. We're talking about God in the flesh. He said, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only, as the glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Amen. Glory to God. Right here it is. The power of God. In, 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 in Hebrews, the first chapter, first it reads like this. He said, God in sundry times in diverse manners, spake in times passing to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He hath made heir of all things, by whom also He created the world. Amen. Who being the brightness of His glory and expressed the image of His person, and upholding what? All things by the power of His Word. No, it says by the word of His power. He's talking about my Savior. That's the power of God. All things were about Him in the beginning. Amen. I look at these lights in this, in this building and, uh, and we think about the lights in the first day of creation. He created, He said, and God, 
uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the earth without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Amen. And, and, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. Well, that was His Son He was talking about. It wasn't the sun and the moon and the stars. It wasn't the S-O-S-U-N. It was the S-O-N. It was His Son manifested to the world for the light of the world. That is the power of God. He already said to express the, 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 the express the image of His person. The brightness of His glory. It's the power of God wrapped up all in Jesus Christ. It's always about Christ. It's always that I'm Alpha and Omega. It's going to be our direction in this journey is going to lead us toward God. If you're on the direction in a journey, it's not leading you to God. It is not God's will. It's going to lead us to God. So we've got to keep our eyes on God. He's prepared a path for us. Those, those priests were going up through that path as they come by the children of Israel, and there were many of them. And they walked, and behind them, they were leaving a path. They were leaving a trail to follow. So if it might be somehow, some way, somewhere down that line, uh, somebody was a little short and uh, they couldn't see, they could at least see the path. He could at least see the path that God had left behind for them to follow as they kept their eyes and their thoughts on following God. This path's going to lead us to God. There's a duration here. The journey, any journey's going to have a duration. Here he talks about, he, he said, and, I, and I, he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of his meat for 40 days and 40 nights into Horeb in the Mount Gil. We see this word 40, 40 days and 40 nights in the Bible all the time. Amen. And he was walking for 40 days and 40 nights. What kind of power can bring that kind of strength to your body? That kind of strength. Amen. Glory to God. There's times like today when I got, I asked God, I've got to have have some strength from you, Lord. I need some help from you. I'm on a journey. I've got to. Do, you called me to, and I want to get there. There's some. I need some strength. Not only do I need, I ask him. I said, Not only do I need physical strength, but I need spiritual strength, and I need mental strength. Amen. Do you know what I'm talking about, brother? Mental strength, spiritual strength. We need that. God's good to us. He would have us on this journey. Forty days and forty nights in the in the in the ark. What a journey! As it as it rained, of course they were in there longer than that. But in the rain, hey man, we see a purging. I mean, I'm telling you, he must have he must have said, "Boy, this is a long way to Mount Horeb." As he walked, but he was walking day and night. He said, "Don't think I'm going to stop. We keep going." Well, where's all this strength coming? I bet about 2 o'clock in the morning, he said, well, glory to God. I'm not even tired right now because God's strengthening me. I'm not even worried. I'm not going to worry about it anymore because God's strengthening me. And a few days later, he said, you know what? I've never seen anything like this. This journey is great. This is a great journey. Amen. He got there. He starts walking. I, I, I see this symbol as a, maybe a, a symbol of purging. I mean, I wonder what he was thinking. He said, Lord, I, I know you're with me. I know back there I was, I was even weary of life and I asked you to let me go, let me die. I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel then like I feel right now. Glory to God. I, I feel your power now. I'm on this journey. There's times that I just wanted to quit. There's times that I, you just want to throw your hands up. There's times when things happen in your life that are so devastating you don't know if you'll ever get past them. But you will. 
Because this journey is not just a tiring. It, I know there's a, it's a great journey more than we can handle, but it sure is a great journey. Hey, man, it sure is a great journey, isn't it? Been a great journey? Has it been a great journey? Is it greater than anything you've ever been had any part of in your life before since you got saved? Has it ever anything ever been greater? Boy, it sure is a great journey. I get tired. He didn't tell us. He says not to be weary in well-doing. He said not to be weary of well Can't get tired. We're going to get tired. Amen. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, a woman about cleaning house and doing the things you know you got to do, and you get tired of doing it. And Amen. I pray about God give you, give, you, give you strength to do the things you need to do. Amen. I'm talking about physical strength too. Mental strength. I have to pray for mental strength all the time because, hey, man, I might be crazy. <laughs> the Bible says a uh, uh, man uh, desires the office of a bishop, desires a good thing. But, hey, man, if you've seen some of the ways some of the preachers I've seen were treated and he still desires the office of a bishop, there's a hospital down the road here somewhere. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God, I'm not saying you got to be crazy to be a preacher, but I'm telling you sometimes it'll make you crazy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You, you put up with some of the things your pastor's put up with, some of the things I've seen, and I'm not griping, because glory to God, this is a great journey. <laughs> Ain't it? Ain't it a great journey? I can stop right there. You got the picture. You got the message. This is a greater journey than you'll ever be on your life. God has you in His hands. You have His strength. You have His power. You have His His provisions. And Amen. And you have the presence of God with you. He said, He'd give us the earnest of the Spirit. Hey man, that earnest, that's like earnest money. I had to put some on the car one time. I had to put $300 on an old 52 Chevy pickup. I really wanted it. And I put $300 on it so I could go back and get the rest. Hey man, hey man, he's coming back. Somebody told me the other day, and I like to shout and run. He said, "You know, he said, you know, we don't, there's nothing in God's word that's not that, does, that that can't be a blessing to us." And he took that napkin off of his head when he rose, and he folded it up. Yo, you probably don't know this stuff. Y'all, y'all are smarter than I am. He said, and he laid it aside, where he said, folded. Do you know what that means? He's coming back. Hey man, y'all know it. I didn't, I'd never heard it. I didn't study Jewish tradition, but when I got a hold of that and I realized he's coming back, hey man, you read on over there in Hebrews in the end of that chapter, he, 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 he's coming, hey man, we're going to read that in just a minute. What a great journey. Got to have fuel. But what kind of fuel did he have here? Hey man, it's not about the amount of fuel. It's about the quality of the fuel. Hey man, this is the fuel and there ain't nothing wrong with it. Sometimes we can hear and we can... Sometimes, brother, you know what? Uh, was it the Syrophoenician woman said, hey, even, the, even the dogs eat from the crumbs of a master's table. That was enough, just a crumb. And we got in, there's a message preached down there in Rosaka. He said, realize that he... He, he had 12 bucks, bushels of crumbs from one feeding and a whole bunch from another feeding between. And right there in the middle was a Syrophoenician woman getting crumbs from the, from the master's table. And it was enough. Amen. 
It might not always be about the amount of fuel, but the quality of fuel, you know, on the rods, on these little uranium rods and stuff in these submarines that will power those submarines for a long, long time. And it takes a whole lot of diesel fuel to do that. It's not about the, it's not about the amount of fuel, but the type of fuel, the quality of the fuel. It's a long journey. Journeys have to have, to have a destination. Talked a little bit about that. Already, no journey without a destination. Well, one of these days, I'm going to be with my Savior. One of these days, I'm going to be in heaven. And, he's going, and I'm going to be basking in His glory for eternity. Elijah, amen. <coughs> he said, you're not going to stay here. On down in that chapter, you can read on on your own. And I'm not going to read it for time's sake, but I'm telling you, He told us, He, he tells us, uh, he asked him twice. He said, what are you doing here? Like, I, a lot of people want to think he's, he's rebuking him, but there was no rebuking that. He said, what are you, what are you doing here, Elijah? And, and, and Elijah said, uh, he, she told him, he told him the problem. I've, I, I've had a lot of zeal, I, and, and, but, but they seek my life, and all the prophets have been murdered, killed by the sword, and I'm yet let alone. And he showed him his power right there, amen. He said, wait a minute. He said, look what I can do. Amen. He showed him all of his power. That's what I think he was doing. He's showing him just how, how, how powerful he was. I know there's a whole lot of theological teaching we could do right here. But I'm telling you, God's powerful. He's got a journey for you. He said, you want to start it? Stop at the man of God. You've got to walk. You've got to work today. You've got to work today. We can't stop at the man of God and stay there forever. He's going to send us somewhere. To do his work. He's coming back to get us, and we got to be patient. Twice he told him that. It was a still small voice. He said, But you know what? All that power in the world, I've got it all. I've got it all wrapped up in Christ. He has all the power in the world. All things are put under him. He said, I've got it all handled. Amen. He said, Don't worry about them. You ain't dead yet, you ain't dying. You ain't going nowhere till I get ready. Nobody can take you out of his hand. No man can pluck you out of his hand. Nobody. Nothing can pluck you out of his hand. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can hurt you. He tells us that I'm not going to try to quote all those scriptures because I get tongue tangled. But amen, God said nobody can hurt us. I've got all the power. He sends him out to go. Tells him what to do. And he goes and he does it. And it was a great journey. And we have a great journey. Let's turn back to Hebrews just for a moment and I'll let you go. Hebrews in the 10th chapter. And their sins and their iniquities, I'm in the 17th verse, and their sins and their iniquities, well, I remember no more. Now where remission of sin is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holy Holiest by uh, into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ by a new and living way which we which He hath created for us through the veil that is to say His flesh. Back over here in the back of the chapter, that's where we're at in Him boldly. He said, "You know, Elijah, are you worried about your life? You run for fear of your life, and that's good. It's time to retreat." Retreat to God. 
It's okay to retreat to God because He'll sustain you, He'll strengthen you, and He'll help you. But there's also a time to go back out. And look at here, he said in, in Hebrews in the 30, um, in the 35th verse, he said, Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. Amen. We need to regain our confidence. For you have need of patience that after having done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. For the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. Running to God's not drawing back. Running to God's not drawing back. Turning and running and not following Him is. Amen. Run to God. But listen for His voice. But you are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. He said He'd come quickly. I remember over there in the second chapter of John, He if you follow the first seven days of Christ, and I believe this, I, I followed it. He said, and he saw John, and he was baptized in the River Jordan. He said, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. There's four days there. Then there was a little gap there, and he said, and the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee. <laughs> hey, man, that's on the seventh day. There's going to be a wedding, and he that will come will come and shall not tarry. We're looking forward to that day. We've got a job to do. And the journey's great. And the journey might be sometimes wearisome and hard and dark. Well, there was 40 days, but there was 40 nights. Amen. There was probably some beasts. There's probably some serpents. There's probably some things along the way. But I believe every day he got a little stronger in the Lord. Oh, look what God's doing. You know, I ain't stopped in 23 and a half days. I'm just walking on. God had him. Amen. Maybe tonight, boy, you're in that journey and you recognize, boy, it is a great journey.